This podcast was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit lifelanks.org. Well, it's good to see you again. It's a beautiful summer's day. My name's Dan. If I haven't met you before, I'm one of the leaders here. And uh, we're going through a series called James on Life, and we're going to be jumping into that in a moment. But I just want to reiterate something that we shared last week. Jeff shared with us that we're going to be taking a special building offering on Sunday, the 24th of July. Uh, thank you to all those that gave in the vision offering that continue to give. Um, We've got most of the money, but we still need um, another roughly £20,000 to finish upstairs. There's going to be extra spaces for kids and youth, community, conferencing, staff, uh, toilets. If you ask any of the kids' team, that is their prayer, okay, that there is toilets upstairs. Okay, so you you could be part of the answer to that. And um, so we'd love to invite you to play a part in that. There's some pictures of the undeveloped space there that you can see. And so that's an invitation for you. Please take time to think, pray as a family, as an individual, about what you can do. That's all we ever ask in our giving is that what we can do uh, in our families and as individuals. So I want to encourage you in that, invite you into that. Good, great opportunity to get involved. Great, well, I am loving our series, James on Life. Who's loving it? Yeah, just such good wisdom, such good, he just straight to the point, isn't he? Just really encouraging us. And, um, and I, I, my, my middle name is actually James. It's, it's a great, it's a great, yeah, just wow. That's it, that's, that's as deep as it goes today. Um, yeah, my, my oldest brother's middle name is Mark. Uh, my other brother's middle name is James, and clearly my dad just stopped getting creative. Uh, ah, is sorry, Dad. Um, and um, I love how practical James is. I love how practical this book is, because it's helping us live out our Christian faith more and more in a deeper, broader level in every aspect of our life. And I love that James is a real encourager. You might think he's a bit too direct or a bit harsh or... But actually, when you, when you understand the word encouragement, you understand that he's an encourager. Because encouragement, when you look in the original language, it means to input courage. Sometimes we think encouragement is like saying nice things. Like nice, bright blue shirt, Jeff. That's a nice thing to say. Not my vibe. Um, but uh, I'm joking. It's, it look, looks really good on you. Um, so that's a nice thing to say, but actually sometimes encouragement looks like when we're journeying with someone in, in friendship or in our small group or on our team, it's actually to, to share a challenge because you love them that much. What if actually we love people so much that we brought a challenge, that we brought some input, that we brought something? Yes, positivity. We're not just talking about just challenge people. That wears people down. But actually a journey of, in, of inputting courage. It's something so much broader than nice things. That's why I love the book of James, because it's not just full of nice things. Um, He's actually challenging, he's stretching us, he's helping us to grow. And that's good, because we love to grow here at Life Church. And we know that Scripture stretches, helps us to grow in that. So this morning I want to start, we're going to be joining to James 3, um, uh, picking up from where Jeff left off last week. If you haven't caught the rest of the series, I encourage you to do that. If you want to turn your Bibles on, open them, whatever that looks like. And I want to start by asking this question this morning. What are we asking God at the minute? What are we asking God at the minute? You know, I love every week that we, as Anna so wonderfully led us in prayer, that we bring our needs. That we say, God, I need breakthrough. I need you to do this thing. I need provision in this area. And a lot of the time, that stuff is about meeting um, an immediate need, which is really important that we talk to God about that. 
We say, God, I want to involve you in this. I need your help. I need breakthrough. But there's something about wisdom, and, and James is, is one of the wisdom books in the Bible, that wisdom doesn't just meet the need of now, but it meets the needs of the future as well. See, there's a gift that God wants to give us, and it is wisdom. You know, there's that ancient proverb, if you give a man a fish, you'll feed him for a day, but if you teach a man to fish, he'll be fed for a lifetime. So that actually, when James is trying to give us some wisdom, and this morning we're going to be thinking about what is this wisdom, uh, continue to reflect on the wisdom he has given us, but what is wisdom? What does a life of wisdom look like? Not just to meet the needs of the moment, but to actually meet the needs of our future as well, because God wants to gift us in that way. So it says this in James 3, starting at verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that come from wisdom. But in you harbor, but if, sorry, if you, not in you, but if you harbor bitter and envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but it is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Is going in hard. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil practice. But. The wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Come on, I want to claim that this morning. Yeah, I want that kind of wisdom. I want that kind of wisdom from God. And James, an issue there, he's saying this, in verse 13, he's saying, if we could pop that back up, please, verse 13, it'd be awesome. That actually he's saying, this is the evidence of, a, of wisdom in our lives, is goodness and humility, that our lives would put on display the goodness of God and the humility of God. Well, that's challenging, but it's also encouraging, because actually, God has created us, and he's put goodness in us, and he continues to fill us with goodness, but then with humility, I think sometimes when we hear that word, it's actually a sense of false humility that comes over us sometimes, which is kind of like our human selves, our, our fleshy nature, whatever you want to call that, kind of going, well, I'm not good at this and I'm not good at that. And, and it, that's false humility. Humility is, is knowing who we are in God and stepping into it. I love that there's people on stage every week and who serve in all sorts of different areas across our church community, out in the community, wherever it is, who've actually said, I am I'm not going to believe the lie that I'm not good at anything. The evidence of that is, is because they're doing something. And in every part of our life, I'm sure in, in our workplace, in our community, it applies to everyone that actually, at some point we said, actually, no, I'm going to do this thing that I might actually be okay at, or I might have a go at doing. Because actually, maybe, maybe we believe that actually God has created us as something more than staying in a house, drawing the curtains, and hiding from the world. That actually God is inviting us into something more. And false humility stops us from stepping into that. But we display God's humility when we live out the things he's called us to do, the things that he has put in us, because then it's not about us, it points back to him. So when we serve, when we give, when whatever we do in life, when we just do a great job at work that day or, or, or study really hard at university or whatever it might be or, or support our neighbours or, or say and encourage your thoughts, it's, 
it's pointing back to God. Actually, we want our lives to point back to God, the goodness, humility of God. It says in Proverbs 11, verse 2, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. I don't want that for my life. But with humility comes wisdom. You see, what is in us will come out. You know, Jesus said in Luke 6, and he also said it in Matthew, in Luke 6, 45, he said a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. Jeff touched on that last week. And out of an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. I want to store up good things. I want to store up some of the goodness of God in my life, some of this wisdom that God has got for me, because what is in us will always come out. What is in us will always come out. And Jesus is encouraging us, and so is James, to, hey, let's make decisions now. And I think that's what this series is all about. It's not, it's not a quick fix series. To be fair, none of the series are that we do. But it's not about a quick fix. It's about actually making decisions now, wise decisions. And today, think about receiving the wisdom that God's got for us, because it determines the trajectory of our whole lives. And Jesus is encouraging us to make those decisions now. That actually goodness, humility point to a wise life. I want a wise life. I don't know about you. I would love to always have a wise life. So what, what is wisdom? Because we need wisdom for life. Well, usually wisdom, when in the human nature, it usually comes out in questions, like we're seeking an answer for something. We're seeking to know something. And maybe we naturally go to the people who we think know the most things. But there is a difference between wisdom and knowledge, particularly in our day and age where actually information is at our fingertips. We can gain lots of knowledge, but there is wisdom that comes from God because godly wisdom is something else, and it can only come from God. I love what Proverbs says. We're going to be in Proverbs a lot today as well. Reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Actually, there's, there's wisdom given to us there. That's a great wisdom verse linking to what Jeff shared last week. And we're searching for wisdom all the time. My generation is a millennial. We are known as the information generation. Actually, it was my generation that created things like Wikipedia, that we just had all this information at our fingertips, that actually we, we have all this knowledge, but yet God wants to give us wisdom. And as people, we look for wisdom in all sorts of different places, don't we? We go looking for wisdom. Friends at the pub or TV or, you know, people go and still see fortune tellers maybe or Twitter or personality tests or books or podcasts, doctors on TV, Martin Lewis. We're searching for wisdom in all these different places and people. And some of those are okay and some of them aren't. But actually, Pete, we're seeking to try and find wisdom. It's within us. We're, we're looking for answers. You know, a, a piece of research that I was involved in recently showed that the most common question asked in the UK at the minute as part of the Talking Jesus report was this. It's going to be on the screen. So obviously, none of the above is the top option. But we're 18%. Will everything be okay? Will everything be okay? That's a survey that was done this year in the UK. Will everything be okay? That is a top question people are asking right now in the midst of us. Maybe we're asking that question. People on our street are asking that question. Will everything be okay? And then the flip side is we love to give wisdom. Give us a wave if you just love to give advice. 
It's okay to admit it. It's not, it's not a sin. It, we just love it. People love it. And if you like, or maybe they don't, I recently posted on Facebook that we were having a baby girl that got lots of that encouragement, reaction, comments, so on and so forth. But yeah, I got more comments for this post. Hey friends, looking for great parenting podcasts and parenting books, recommendations please. I got about four or five recommendations, there's 64 comments. <laughs> the rest was advice. And I love that because I think people are being so generous. There's a couple of people in my family that maybe weren't being. Uh, I'm joking, joking. That actually people wanted to give advice. There was a few jokes in there, but there's something in us that like, when someone asks for our help, we want to give advice. There are things in us that we want to share. And we can even see it as, I've got a bunch of unsolicited comments. I asked for books and podcasts and be all mardy about it. And 59 comments don't give me the answer to what I asked. Or, or I can say, look how generous people are. People want to give advice. We love to give advice. And there is some absolute gold in there. I've responded to none of it, but I will refer back to it. And probably comment as we go. You were right. Uh, and you'll see the comments got about 2 a.m. in the morning. Um, that we love to give wisdom. But then there's also this filter. We've got a filter. You know, it says in Psalm 107 verse 43, whoever is wise, let him or her heed these things and consider the great love of God. What a filter. That we filter through the filter of Jesus. The love of God displayed. That just because somebody gives advice doesn't mean it's wisdom. Just because someone gives advice doesn't mean it's wisdom. We can choose to filter it. Advice is subjective. Life wisdom is helpful, but godly wisdom is priceless. Let me say that again. Advice is subjective. Life wisdom is helpful, but godly wisdom is priceless. And for everything else, there's MasterCard. No. Uh, but actually, it's so true that actually to truly get this godly wisdom, we have to go to the source. So what is the difference between life and godly wisdom? Well, life wisdom would say things like, do what is best for you. Looking after you, which sometimes isn't necessarily bad advice, but there is something better that God has for us. Hold on to what you have. Love those who think like you. Life wisdom is helpful. Advice is subjective, but godly wisdom is priceless because godly wisdom would say, give our best to others. Give away what we have and love everyone, especially those who think differently to us. That actually, godly wisdom is so much more. It's so much of a bigger, more expansive life. And godly wisdom works out in so many different ways. Knowing something we just couldn't have known ourselves, that we couldn't have read in a book. Knowledge that only God can give. Discerning between what's being said and knowing how to move forward. Choosing that right direction. You know, we've sought wisdom as a leadership team in thinking about how we move forward as a, with the building and the directors of a charity. We've prayed into that. We've, we've, we've thought about it and asked God for wisdom on that. But it is not void of faith. Because I think sometimes we see, uh, when we think about wisdom, we think that's the right thing to do. And it's very black and white. There's, there has to be faith. Otherwise, we could just go do something else out there. The rest of the world runs on life wisdom. But it's wisdom from God. And wisdom is not void of faith. It is given by faith. Wisdom is not void of faith. It is given by faith through our relationship with God. 
And I think three keys or tests that we need to recognize in the wisdom of God and that we see in the book of James and what James shares with us here is these. Number one is this, is that wisdom is a gift from God. That's fairly obvious from what I've already said, but I just want to remind you that wisdom is a gift from God and he wants to give us it. Proverbs 3 verse 7 says, Do not be wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and shun evil. It's about our relationship with God. That when we position God in his rightful place in our lives, godly wisdom, as we ask for it, will flow. Because we want to resemble his character because he is wise. The more we get to know him, the more we know what he sounds like. And therefore, we know, the more we know what his wisdom is sounds like. You know, we can get godly wisdom from Scripture, from the Bible, from others. That's why we do church in community, that God's going to share something with someone else that then is wisdom for us. This isn't a solo journey. And if you, if you may be wrestling with that idea of, well, how does God give that wisdom, can I suggest that you listen back to this series called Listen that we did earlier this year, because I don't want to go more into that this morning, but can I encourage you to check that out? How do we hear God? How do we know his voice? Secondly is this, is wisdom is not about age. Wisdom is not about age. Albert Einstein um, said that um, if someone has done uh, the same thing for 40 years, and just repeated it, doesn't mean they have 40 years of experience, just means they have one, and it's repeated 40 times. And so actually, wisdom isn't about age, it's about a gift from God, and maybe there's some people you've come across and go, they've got wisdom beyond their years. Because if wisdom was about age, everything in life would be led by the oldest people. And then they would pass away, and then the next oldest person would take it on. But actually, that's not the way it works because wisdom doesn't determine people by age. God gives us with wisdom as we ask, and he gives us differently with different kinds of wisdom that can only be explained by God. How does that person know that? They're too young to know that, some might say. But actually, it's from God. It comes through asking. James 1 verse 5, and Pete mentioned this verse in the first part of this series. It says this in the New Living Translation. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. Wisdom and generosity, again, twinning together. And he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. That's good, isn't it? Because I think sometimes we're like, should I ask for that for God? And the false humility kicks in. I'm not sure I really deserve wisdom. Oh, Jesus died on the cross. He rose from dead three days later, set us free. Therefore, we can ask God for wisdom. We can approach God. We can approach boldly and ask God, this generous God who gave up his only son for us, for wisdom. It's a gift that we can receive no matter what our age is. So what are we asking God for? Yes, for the needs of now, but actually for the wisdom for now and the future because that wisdom will come back round. And then thirdly, Wisdom and discernment go hand in hand. Wisdom and discernment go hand in hand. If wisdom is knowing what to do, then maybe discernment looks more like actually knowing what to say yes or no to. Or discerning what someone is saying and processing that with God. Because from wisdom will flow discernment. It says in Proverbs 4, 6 and 7, Do not forsake wisdom. And she will protect you and love her. And she will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. 
Where do we see wisdom? What are we asking God for? Can I encourage us? He wants to gift us with wisdom. It's not determined by our age. And actually from wisdom will flow many things, but it will actually help us to discern our decisions and direction in life because it is wisdom from God. I love what it says right at the end of those verses in James. In verse 17 and 18, it says this. And it's going to be on the screen. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It's also peace-loving, gentle at times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism. It's always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace to reap a harvest of righteousness. That is amazing that God is gifting us with this kind of wisdom. He's gifting us with a wisdom that is peace loving. That is a pure wisdom. Wisdom isn't always packaged in the most beautiful way. I don't think James has put a bow on this book, let's be honest. Straight to the point, encouragement, challenging us, sharpening us, shaping us. But let's not water it down. You see, there's a a purity to wisdom. Um, A couple of years ago, I was looking for a ring for something. I can't remember what it was. But I looked into... um, it was about three and a half years ago. Um, and I was looking into gold and other such objects. And um, the purity of gold is, is very interesting. Actually, 24K gold, which is what this is on the screen as it's mined, is 100% pure, they say. And on the other hand, um, 10K gold is 41.7% pure. But 14K gold, so somewhere in between, which is the most popular type of gold, for jewellery, is 58.3% pure. Why is it that we've settled for less pure? That's, that's not the kind... Of, God doesn't want us to get 58.3% wisdom. He, doesn't, he, he wants us to receive advice. He wants us to hear life wisdom, but he wants pure wisdom to give. He's got pure wisdom for, to give us. He's got 24K gold wisdom for us. He's got the best kind of wisdom for us. It's 100% pure because it's from God. But yet in life, sometimes we end up settling for the 58.3%, right? Actually, God has got pure wisdom for us. That is peace-loving. That helps bring peace. That sometimes requires challenge or pause or reflection. That's, that's gentle at times, James writes. And sometimes maybe it's something else. To yield to others, willing to submit, learn, and grow. That's what wisdom teaches us. It does not mean wisdom won't be challenging, but we are yielding to the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is leading us. He is giving us wisdom. Pure wisdom is gold, and it only comes from God. How good is that? That God has got gold for us. And then it goes on to say that in verse, the second half of verse 17, that it's, full, it's a full kind of wisdom. That's full of the goodness of God. And it's full of mercy. This wisdom is full of mercy and good deeds. We heard the other week that it doesn't show favoritism. This is a merciful kind of wisdom because he is a merciful God. He shows us mercy, and his wisdom has mercy in it. And, it, and then the goodness, it brings the good out of us. Wisdom draws the good that God has already put in us. And actually, there is good, more good that God is giving to us. I think I've decided, I decided last year in my 30th year of life that 
I guess my 30, whatever. When I turned 30, that I I decided to like just drop my like some of the wording that I had for like who did I want to be, and I just thought the best compliment I can get is I'm a good man. I am a good man because God is good. And you might think that's too simplistic or I haven't got enough dreams. Come and have a meeting with me. I'll tell you some dreams. Um, but actually, anyone who works with me knows I've got, probably got too many. Um, that actually, God, that I want to be good because God is good. And he has put goodness in us, but there is more goodness. He is refining, shifting, changing. Because when we are good, we reflect God because he is good. And the w- wisdom draws the good out of us. I'd love the band to come and help me out. Because the final part of that verse, it's an active kind of wisdom. It's sowing wisdom. It's a sowing kind of wisdom. It says in verse 18, and those who are peacemakers plant seeds of peace and they reap a harvest of righteousness. That's such a great imagery. That we're sowing peace. That's what wisdom encourages us to do. And I think sometimes we think, if I can just keep the peace in this situation, whatever kind of conflict it is, but keeping the peace only delays the conflict. When we are peacemakers, then there is wisdom from God that we can bring into that. That maybe there's some tough conversations, maybe there's some awkward moments, maybe it's a bit of silence in the conversation, who knows. But when we are making peace with the help of God's wisdom, it dispels the conflict. Because it's God's help. It's not by our, it's not by our wisdom, but it's by God's. I am believing and I'm convinced as I read James that there is godly wisdom for what's going on in Ukraine. Just the right people haven't heard it yet. There is godly wisdom for what's going on in Ukraine, but the right people haven't heard it yet. And our prayer is, yes, we want peace, we want those things, but we don't just want to keep the peace. We need peace to be made. We need the conflict to be fully resolved. And only God can do that. Only godly wisdom can do that. A life of wisdom is a life of sowing peace. And you might think, well, if I have to challenge someone or I have to encourage someone in a certain way, that's not very peaceful. Peace is something so much more that it's a peace that passes understanding that that the Bible talks about, that Jesus gives us. And actually, to, to gain that peace, we need to go on a journey with God of wisdom that only He has given us. We sow peace to make peace. It isn't that straightforward. And I'll finish this story and then I want to give us a moment to reflect. I was chatting with a friend of mine last summer and I was with him again this week. And he last summer was hurting a lot. He'd been for an incredibly tough time in his leadership and things that were going on in the environment he was in. And, and every time someone would ask him about it, he would just like all over him about it. That was where he was at. He was just so, and he felt like he'd given it to God and he was sharing this story with me. And I wasn't, I didn't know him particularly well at that point. We've become good friends since. I just felt something prompt, probably about here. Definitely was coming from here. It's something that God was stirring in me to say to him. And I thought, how do I say this in a gentle way? Uh, you know, and the environment in was really good because it was encouraging that kind of conversation. I, I just said to him, I said, mate, and I said his name. I won't say his name. But I said, I think this is what you need to do. And I shared what, what I felt God was saying that moment. I didn't say, thus, said the Lord, thus says the Lord. I just, I just was just prompted. It was a little, little, little nugget of wisdom from God. And, 
I forget those things. You know, I've had the conversation, prayed with each other, great, let's have a good time, all that. I, I forget those things. And he shared with me this week that, that, that what I shared completely changed the trajectory of his thinking on that. But it wasn't me. It was God through me. Because I couldn't have come up with what I said to him on my own. I'm just not that clever. But God is very generous. God is very generous because he gifts us with wisdom. And when we sow peace, and he found peace in that situation. When we sow peace because of wisdom, there will be a harvest. We'll reap a harvest of righteousness. God's goodness. So wisdom draws the goodness out of us. When we sow in peace out of wisdom, there is more of God's goodness. That's pretty good. And so what I'd love us to do, just as the band are playing behind, is just to take a moment. Maybe you need to close your eyes, turn your phone off, close your Bible, whatever it is, just so you're not distracted. Maybe if you're at home or watching this online, to do the same. It says in James 1.5, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. So let's ask God. Let's ask him now. Whether you need wisdom for a specific situation or you just want more wisdom in life, which is never a bad thing, let's ask God. Let's ask him for his wisdom. Let's ask him for his help. Holy Spirit, will you give us the wisdom that we need for that situation? Will you give us wisdom for life? God might not give you the wisdom right in this moment, but can I encourage you, don't close this question in this moment. Don't close the conversation with him. Say, God, I need your wisdom on this situation. I need more of your wisdom for life in this next season I'm heading into. He's a generous God and he will give it to us. He might not tell us what to do in the next 30 seconds, but he will reveal it to us. Maybe buy someone over coffee in a moment or this week in our life group or someone we see, someone part of our church community post on social media or whatever it might be. He's a generous God. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are the one that gives wisdom if we ask. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Amen this wisdom that he gives us is peace loving considerate submissive full of mercy good fruit impartial and sincere and what does it say right at the start of that but for wisdom that comes from heaven 
but for wisdom that comes from heaven. God has got wisdom for us. How good is that? And so we thank you, Jesus, that you give us wisdom. Amen. And we focus on him right now. We said, Jesus, I look to you. We lift you up. We said, Jesus, we focus on you. Because we know if we focus on you each day, that you will pour out more of your goodness in our life. That you will give us wisdom as we ask, as we journey with you. Amen. 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 Why don't we stand if we're able, church? And let's do that right now. Let's, you know, we've asked him for wisdom and let's thank him in advance for the wisdom he's going to give. If you found this podcast inspiring and helpful, then we'd love for you to get in touch via at LifeLanks on social media 